Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto, coming to you today from our small Whistler condo in British Columbia in the town of Whistler. We today are going to be chatting, I guess the plural we or the singular we, are going to be chatting with Expeditioners Bella, true name, Sherin Taraf Kujok. Um, I'll let her tell you a little bit for where she comes from and and how she got into this lifestyle. But after um, having three C-sections, what type of gear she uses, um, how she's been able to keep inspiring the world, and uh, most importantly, I guess, the raw reality of how to balance having three little ones um, under the age of six. So, uh, hello, Shireen, how are you? I have to unmute. Hey, Roberto. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you for hosting that podcast. I think a lot of people appreciate all the answers coming, and they've had questions for a long time, and I'm, and I'm very excited to answer them. Awesome. So to start it off a little bit, you, you asked people online um, if they could tell, ask you questions about... Um, about your adventures, about how you do things. So tell me a little bit about about that. But first, let me see. I've invited you to speak. You got to accept that uh, on your phone there a little bit first. Yeah. There you go. And then unmute yourself. Okay. Let's see now. Now I'm let's. Here. Now you're here. Now you're here. Yeah. yeah. But now you're officially here on the app. That's more important than hearing you on my microphone but anyways to start okay um tell me a little bit about what you asked your fans on instagram and um and what it is that uh, they asked you that you wanted to share with them about your lifestyle so these are fans that have been following me for many many years uh, pre-pregnancy pre-kids um so i've you know, always get questions on, oh my gosh, you look amazing, how do you do this? Or what's your diet? Or how do you balance an active lifestyle and then being a mother of three? Um, so these are all questions that really takes time to answer. And I figured the best way to answer all these questions would be um, with a podcast. And then people can just connect whenever they have time and listen to um, all I have to say. Uh, to start with, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a bio about me. My name is Shireen. Uh, Roberto calls me Bella. It's a nickname he's had for me for many years. Um, I'm a Lebanese, born and raised in Senegal, West Africa. I've been, uh, I've lived there my entire life um, until the age of 18 when Um, it's one of the main languages spoken there and at school I attended a French school and at home we obviously spoke French, a little bit of Arabic and Wolof, which is one of the dialects from Senegal. I see, I see. And But you started to do university in only uh, English though when you came to Montreal, no? So you, you spoke it already? No, I actually uh, was really bad in English at school. I remember my teacher told me that I am so bad that <laughs> I should go back to um, preschool and relearn all my English.
English. Um, it was very hurtful at the time, but you know, it didn't discourage me to uh, pursue a, um, a degree in English and a biochemistry degree in English. It was hard, but uh, you know, with hard work, dedication, and commitment, I was able to um, graduate in English, in biochemistry, and um, eventually English became um, a primary language uh, within my entourage, my friends, my boyfriend at the time, and work, because I did work in my field for a few months until I decided that this was not a lifestyle that I wanted, and I had the opportunity then to um, leave everything and um, start a new life, if you want to say it that way, with Roberto. Um, so that's what I did. I left my work and I started to um, camp more and we started to projects together, business projects so together. So how, how common is it for a Lebanese girl to go uh, backcountry camping and do adventures like that, particularly a Lebanese Muslim girl? Right. Uh, let's talk about my uh, religious background. I come from a Muslim family. I've had a very traditional um, upbringing. I, um, I come from a small town too. Dakar, you know, is out the city, but it's a, it, I call it a small town because we know everyone, everyone knows you, it's a tight community. Um, so coming from a Muslim background, it's been um, an interesting upbringing. Uh, we are not very religious in the family, but we definitely have traditions and cultures that are a mix of both Arabic and African, plus a little bit of French. So it, it's really a different uh, upbringing from uh, Muslim kids that are from uh, Lebanon or other Arabic but, countries. But is it one wherein um, backcountry lifestyle is promoted, doing activities, doing sports? Not uh, at a woman all. doing A woman doing sports on her own, um, doing individual sports or any of that? Absolutely not. Um, what's promoted there then at the time we're talking about 20 years ago, right? So things might have changed and I hope they did change <laughs> for, the, for the best. Um, no, it was not promoted. What's promoted is more like you have to be a good girl, you have to find a husband young, you have to settle near your parents, get married, have kids. So you did and none of the above. Stay at home. <laughs> no, I did none of the above. I broke the mold and it was very, very difficult. So you married a guy from a Christian background and yes, you went to live far away <laughs> and you started to do adventures. Yes. And uh, what does your mom think about your bikini shots? She is not a huge fan of how I express my <laughs> sexuality. Uh, you know, you have to understand my mom is an older generation. She comes from a small town, even smaller than Dakar. Uh, she's not from the city. She's from a tiny town by the ocean. Uh, she comes from a very conservative family. So she's definitely had to deal with my <laughs> wildness over the years. Um, still up to now, I'm the mother of three. I'm going to be 38 years old and I still feel like I don't have her support when it comes to expressing my beauty or um, I do not feel that we're headed in the same direction um, the way I see life. But I gotta give her credit for um, opening her mind to um, changing her opinions and changing the way she um, sees me. It's, it's, it's been a difficult... It's been a difficult transition for her, but I, I really admire the fact that she is trying. And uh, all right, so let's jump into one of the questions that you got on uh, Instagram. Uh, so yeah. cho choose choose one of them.
prepare my body for pregnancy. I find that once I got pregnant the first time, I try to stay active and um, do what my body allowed me at the time. Every pregnancy is different. We all carry our, our babies differently. And one thing that helped me the most is listening to my body, listening to my pains, and just know, knowing that it was for nine months. And then after that, I could dedicate my time into feeling good again in my own skin. So for preparation, I really would say listen to your body, listen to what you're able to do and try to, to be a little bit, try to push yourself a little bit every time and see how far you can you can get and, and, and just listen to your body. And uh, so other question is, what is the most challenging thing about your lifestyle uh, other than the kids? I think the most challenging thing about my lifestyle right now is um, sometimes I have a big FOMO fear of <laughs> missing out. Um, I'm still working on it, you know, it's, I've always been a very independent girl and I've always had all the time in the world to go out, do my sports, camp, and I think the most challenging thing was to accept that my life is different and that I do not have the same flexibility. It's something that I've been working on for many, many years and I think after six years of being a mother, I'm finally making peace with that, okay, it's not the same pre-kids, it is different and... It's all about balance. That's great. That's great. Let's see what else that they... I got they... more questions about... Um, Hablas español. Si sí, hablo español. Um, hablo español, inglés y francés. Roberto es mitad mexicano. Entonces hablamos con los niños en español. Y cuando viajamos a México también hablo español. All right. So you have to tell people that in English now. <laughs> so yes, I do speak Spanish. Uh, Roberto is half Mexican. And at home we're a very uh, multilingual family. We speak French, English, and Spanish. English, I would say, is the primary language of communication with our kids, with uh, between me and Roberto. Um, but we do have a lot of friends that are Mexicans, that are uh, Spanish, uh, a lot of um, mix in languages. And so that's the ability we have to switch from French, English and uh, Spanish. Uh, and the kids to have that ability to understand the three languages, to speak the three of them. And currently, Miku attends French school uh, in kindergarten here in Whistler. And, um, but what did we decide recently for him? But we did decide recently that... It might not be the best option for him because we want him to fully be able to use his abilities and we do not want the language to be a barrier and so next year for grade one he will be attending English school and uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, we do have a French community here but I we are not part of that community so I find that him going to French school and coming home to an English surrounding plus Spanish was too confusing for such a young age. And uh, we decided to continue in English. So I've seen on your Instagram that it's gone from uh, you used to love posting your our sexy pictures and your travels. And I say our because we used to take lots of pictures on the beaches and and uh, and topless on uh, random Turks and Caicos spit. And then it became very focused on the children and um, and once again, basically on motherhood and on postpartum and all the feelings after that. So I guess, and then now it seems like you're embracing um, your sexuality once again, or your feminist, feminine, feminine side once again, I guess. Um, so what would be, I guess, tell us a little bit about uh, how you've been feeling and how you went from after having the kids to what you did to help you get back into shape and feel 
like being that side of your womanhood again? It's it's um it's a good question. You know, I've I'm growing old and as I'm growing old, I would like to embrace my body and accept who I am. I definitely feel that I have for 6 years I have stopped being um a a woman I became a mother and I made lots of sacrifices and I realized that I do not need to stop being who I am I just can be a mother I can be a sexy mother and I can continue on that idea of enjoying my body um we're not going to be young forever and I feel like I don't want to regret 10 years from now not having enjoyed looking pretty feeling good um and yeah the idea is like really just be myself and um and not have any regrets and uh once in a while uh, as everybody or as many on social media you get messages that are not so kind uh when somebody is says like well why do you want to show this side of you and um and then later on sometimes they change their mind sometimes they don't but it's you know as a parenthesis it's very difficult to satisfy everybody because you can't make the Hasidic Jew that doesn't want to see any skin but appreciates the things that we do um and yet you've got a traditional muslim person that might be like oh you know this isn't uh, what i was looking for in this page but then at the same time you've got uh women like i've seen on the comments on your page that are uh feeling emancipated in regards to that you inspire them to get out there and get uh in touch once again with their femininity after having kids um and with their sexuality i guess um so so i guess what's your response to to messages like that and um there you go i used to get very affected by messages like that and i don't anymore because it's very easy to judge someone based on a photo and it's harder to acknowledge someone based on their on their past on their trajectory on their lessons they've learned i've grown so much in the past 6 years and i don't mean to hurt anyone when i post sexy content or i don't mean to offend anyone um i think it's like i said it's very easy to judge someone based on a picture but i've this made me a better person you know i also stop judging other people and you have to understand that everyone has a story and uh, to go beyond that picture to try to understand what that person is trying to express i think that we will always get negative comments now uh it's how you deal with them how it affects your day how it affects your relationship with yourself um in my case it used to affect me but not anymore what matters is what my kids uh think of me what my family thinks of me what my friends think of me what my husband thinks of me so I really have to um bring it down to a small um circle of yours this is what matters to you is not what the neighbor thinks and the neighbor has no idea who you are your life how far you've come so it's just dealing with it with a different mindset as your husband of a long time um i feel that you've come you're you're going through a good journey in uh seeing uh, and accepting uh that there is a transition in in life with kids and uh and with being able to travel i know it's hard that you see me traveling and say oh well i wish that i could be there but at the same time um we just can't physically do it because of the kids so but at the same time i think you're more accepting of other people's journeys and transitions and understanding that when you talk to someone and if you have an, any negativity whatsoever towards them to to brush it away because you don't ever realize what other people are going through 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to be that light for people because I have people in my life that are that light. When I don't feel good, I call them, they make me feel happy. And I figured, why not be that for people? You know, it could make, smiling to someone makes a difference to, for uh, on their day. Uh, you don't know what people are dealing with behind the scenes. Um, and also, it's accepting your life. I, you know, I, this is my life right now. It's not a bad life. I still have a beautiful routine in Whistler. I live in a beautiful mountain town. I still find my ways to get out, see my friends, do my sports. But do I want to, to, to do I, do I feel angry now that I don't have the life I used to have before? I used to feel this way, but not anymore. I've learned to uh, enjoy my life and I've learned to enjoy the opportunity the opportunities that come my way so like when I have a nanny on Tuesdays and I can go for three hours skiing I am very grateful that I was able to get out and do that so I no longer feel like angry about all the other people I get to so, go whenever they want so are you saying are you saying you used to make it difficult for me I, yes, and I think it's part of also growing as a mother, growing as a person, and growing into our relationship. You know, it's uh, considering the other's feeling, acknowledging how they feel, and uh, and in my case also is keeping my friends close. Um, I do not get to do a lot of things together anymore because one of us has to stay behind with the kids or we have different schedule or we only have time for that hour with our friend. So I've learned to like keep my friends close and they're the ones now that really bring me joy in my routine. And I think um, for a long time I did not um, I did not bloom in my friendship because I was prioritizing, you know, cleaning the house or being there for the children. And now I'm like, no, what I need today, I need friends. I need I need my friends and I need to feel good and um so And I think the friend thing comes into more into perspective as well because I'm gone a lot these days and I have yeah. to go my business takes me traveling and guiding in other parts of the world for a few weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the first time that you've really had to lean on community um yes. to do and, those um, things. But in order for us to move forward then we have to make a living too. Yeah. And also, you know, this is this is for now. We don't know what five years from now things will be. So I've learned to enjoy every day as they come and uh, talk to your friends when you have feeling, when you're feeling a certain way, you know, it's not always the best thing to talk to your husband or to your partner. Um, talk to your friends, you know, they bring in a different perspective. And, um, and these are the friends you want to keep close to you, the friends that are there for you and that make a difference in your happiness. Um, I used to always tell you that, uh, that you're only going to be beautiful for a certain segment physically uh, of your life and to really enjoy it because I grew up in liberal Montreal that says, you know, the woman's curves and everything is, is a beautiful thing. And, and if a woman wants to share that and enjoy it, then that's uh, totally okay. But I think you took, uh, it was a rough road for you to get to the point of understanding that. And I guess it brings to perspective a little bit on Matthew, my assistant, who would say, when he was 16, he would message us and he would say, oh, hey, uh, you know, I don't know about all the, these these curvy shots and uh, and more sexual or more more showing skin shots on bikinis and things like that. And then uh, now he's 26 and he uh, focuses on his main hobby is photographing uh, women and with scant clothing. But I think I say all of this to that everybody comes along their own journey to understanding how they feel in their own body and and I think women have a much harder time than we do in understanding that so 
So I guess tell me a little bit about what you would tell these women that are about to have babies, have just had babies, and uh, and what the journey is there on on seeing yourself uh, beautiful or your sexuality or or whatnot. Right. Um, honestly, it took me six and a half years or six years to feel good again in my body and to learn to love my body the way it looks. Um, I I've always lo- I've always felt shy about posting sexy pictures, and I've always took me always so long to know, okay, am I hurting anyone if I post this picture? Is what are people going to think? And today when I'm, after being a mom of three and closer to 40, I'm like, there's, there, it does not matter what people think, it's how you feel. If you feel that you want to look sexy and post that picture, do it because five years from now, you'll regret not having done it. You will, you will regret not, not enjoying your body now. And I, I look at it now because I did not enjoy my body and during pregnancies and after post-pregnancy even like yeah I've I've always self-criticized myself and I've always looked at myself one way and be like this should be better and this should be better and now I'm like no this is how it is and it is beautiful and once you feel good inside you will see that on the outside you'll reflect that energy and you will attract good vibes and people will find you beautiful no matter what you look like no matter if you have 10 pounds or if you're over 10 pounds or if you're skinny if you reflect that energy about yourself you will attract the good vibes and uh, yeah it's all about self-confidence and and uh, and 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 how you feel and uh what's your next destination that you would love to uh to go to um that that would i guess make you happiest coming from a guy that knows that you order massive amounts of swimsuits any any swimsuit brands i want to sponsor me here because <laughs> i do spend a lot of money on it um i'm a i'm I've become a mountain girl, but I've always been a beach girl. I think uh, one destination that has my heart is Turks and Caicos, and I would like to bring the kids there again. Um, I was born and raised by the ocean. We used to have a beach house, so every weekend we were at the beach, and and I think this is the lifestyle that I remember from my childhood that I miss, and that I would like to give the opportunity to the kids to also love the ocean and and to love a little bit of what I love. And uh, my next destination, I'm working on it, is Turks and Caicos. It will come when it comes, and when it does come, it will be a fantastic trip. Um, I do have other questions um, to answer. Um, one of them today was... We've seen quite an increase in, in your engagement on your posts lately because you're, you're being a lot more personal with people about your highs and lows. Yes, I... Um... I'm lucky to have a community, to have followers that are interested in learning from me and learning about me and following my life and supporting me. And um, it takes time. It's a job. It takes time to answer. It takes time to post. It's, it takes time to create content. But at the end of the day, it makes me happy to be there for people. And, and I think sharing with them a little bit more than just uh, you know the generic caption of the sun is shining. It's just to talk a little bit more about feelings and 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 the transition I'm in, and then the, um, yeah. The, so so what's another of the questions that they they had see. for you? So uh, one of them that I get a lot is I wanted to camp this summer with our one and a half year old. Can you share how you've s- successfully managed tent camping with toddlers? <laughs> I think we're still trying to figure it out because every couple of years we add a new kid in the tent. Uh, what worked really well for us is. Uh, when the baby is still breastfeeding, is really I'm. It's not the ideal scenario, 
but I share a sleeping bag and a mattress with a tiny baby. Um, if you're camping in the mountains, it gets really cold. So I would say if you have your baby inside your, your sleeping bag with you, have um, a jacket or something to cover the space because you can't zip up your sleeping bag. So have something to block all the uh, drafts where the wind can, can come through. Um, that is one. And also what's successful in camping with kids is go their pace. Don't have expectations. If the day has to stop short because the kids are tired, the kids are whiny, and you're dealing with several kids, several personalities, several different pace, is go their pace. Listen to what they want. If they're tired, they need a break. You don't want to take a break. Please stop, take the break. Give them that opportunity to enjoy the moment as well. You don't want to make it a bad experience for them. You want to make it a fun experience. And when we go camping with the kids, it's their camping trip. It is not your camping trip. So keep that in mind. You'll be happier, they'll be happier. Don't have any expectations and enjoy it because you'll come back and don't take it seriously. It's it, We're not here at home keeping up a routine. We're coming out of our comfort zone and we are trying to give them the best time. I'd say that a pretty, you know, to keep humans happy, obviously a good uh, amount of proper gear is in order. And uh, particularly on a camping trip, a proper pair of duck boots, some merino base layers, uh, perhaps uh, a nice rain jacket, and uh, and these type a, a good pair a good toque, uh, and a proper pair of gloves all facilitate having a happier kid. You know, one of the things we focused on, well, I focused on this time that I took Mikio to Tofino was making sure that he had a super super um, good wetsuit because. When he was all bundled up in that from head to toe to gloves to, to feet, he was delighted to be playing in, in the water. So, any other questions here that we might uh, Yeah, someone with? asked me, why do I not speak French to my kids anymore? I feel so guilty about it. I feel like I've given up on speaking French to them because they speak English to me. But this is wrong. I should just like keep up with it and, and ignore their English. Just stay speak French and I think what would help is that I include more francophones in our uh, surrounding in our circle uh, there is a community here in Whistler um, so yeah I'm guilty of that and thank you for reminding me that I have to <laughs> speak French to my kids and and yeah and stick to it um, I, I will definitely I've thought about that a question a lot and I'm like she's right I should speak French to my kids because I'm giving them the opportunity to learn a language and um, and it's great for them. They can travel the world now and understand the three main languages, English, French and Spanish, and they will be able to get out of any situation. Um, Cuantos años tienes? How old are you? I am 37, turning 38. Um, <clears throat> with a busy family life, how do you deal with stress? What's your go-to pick me up? Um, there is a lot of stress when you have young kids, when you have um, bills to pay, debts. Um, I think dealing with stress is part of life and I think it's how you deal with it that will make it um, a beautiful experience or, or a negative experience. Everybody deals with stress and how do I deal with it is really balancing, for example, when I feel stressful, then I try to do something that makes me feel good, whether it is grab a book or step out step outside and feel the sun or go for a walk you know we're lucky to live in a place that is surrounded by nature and I think um, there's always going to be stress it's just how you feel at that moment and what you're doing to not 
uh, feel overwhelmed by it. So for our three little ones, how long did you breastfeed each of them? Uh, two years each of them, Katarina and Mikio, and right now Ariella is nine months old, so we're still breastfeeding. Um, any, any tips for women on what a um, when that are just about to start breastfeeding? And uh, I know it's daunting at the beginning, and you know it's daunting at the beginning. So, what would you recommend to them as they're beginning that journey or about to have a kids to make it easier? Because you are a breastfeeding. Maven. I'm a cow. Um, well, no, you're a cow. No, that's a different way to put it. But uh, but you have breast breastfed in a canoe on top of a mountain yes. in a kayak on planes, trains, cars. Not a snowmobile, I don't think. But uh, yeah. So what would a tip to to the ladies out there that are about to become mothers? So for first time moms, for me it was a very painful experience and very difficult. I was crying and I gave up and I was like. This is so hard. How does everyone makes it look so easy? Um, you have to go through that pain and then it will be gone. It takes a few days. And once, once the pain is gone, you will see the beauty in breastfeeding. It is so easy to just like not have to clean a bottle, not have to prepare any, any milk. You're not spending money on buying powder milk. Um, it really, it's not giving up. And uh, always, and when the child needs it, be there. Offer, offer the breast and um, and then um, eventually it gets tiring after three kids I'm like okay I am so done breastfeeding so my goal is with Ariella to go her pace and um, and uh, and be, be, be grateful that I was able to breastfeed the, I told you about the article but the who the World Health Organization uh, put out publicly a few weeks ago that uh, too many countries and too many marketing machines, uh, promoted in third world countries that uh, formula was better than breast milk mm -hmm. and uh, and he says that the damage uh, Ted Esros what was his name the, the who guy says that it's uh, the damage is, is, is enormous and that there has to be uh, a big comeback for families to understand that uh, that breast milk is ten times better than uh, than formula and uh, and that, that to the to the detriment of so many children. Um, the marketing machines behind these companies uh, influenced otherwise. So, all I, you know, I can't say personally, and I know that women are like, mm -hmm. what's that guy saying? He has no freaking clue. He doesn't even get <laughs> I have to say that I'm a, um, a bottle-fed baby. My mom breastfed me for three months. That maybe. explains a lot. And then, <laughs> and then it's also the mentality they have in small towns. You know, when I had my baby and I was breastfeeding exclusively, my mom was like, is that enough for the baby? You sure you don't need to add a bottle? your baby must be really hungry or, you know, something so new to them. So they were so not ignorant about just breastfeeding, but it, for them, it's not enough. Um, In the early days, you used to be quite cautious about covering yourself and breastfeeding. And now it's like, uh, you know, the wind blows the shirt open full wide and you just whip it out and give the baby some milk. Now, I think we, you come to understand as a, as a parent that it's the most natural thing in the world. Yeah, I still like wouldn't openly just take my brow off and. <laughs> no, but you're quite relaxed about it I am compared relaxed to the old days. I, you know, you, you, it's you, stressful you... enough to have to breastfeed a baby in public, and if you're stressing yourself about who's looking and what are they gonna think, then that's gonna affect your milk supply, and it's gonna affect how the baby is feeling when you're breastfeeding. I think it's uh, be comfortable. You're 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 doing good by feeding your child. 
and uh, and whoever has anything negative to say about it then they are not understanding or they've never been a parent or they're simply um, very old in their mind. <laughs> do, you, do you have another question there? If not, I've got one. I have a question. Um, what is my favorite sport? I don't have one favorite sport. I think all sports bring me different things. I love skiing, I love kite surfing, I love hiking, I love mountain biking, and I think I'm not the best at all of them, but I definitely enjoy every single activity I do. You kite surf? I kite surf. You rock climb? Yeah. Uh, I try to do an activity every week, um, depending on the weather, depending on how I feel. I think I'm just a multi-sport girl. If you could be doing any sport right now, which one would you choose? Right now I'm looking at the mountain. I think I would just go grab my skis and go for a couple runs because it's a beautiful spring day. Not the best snow, but definitely um, good to be up there. Ski season is wind winding down on us quite, uh, quite quickly. Yeah, and switching the gear very soon. I see you got um, more questions there. Yes, I wanted to talk about diet. A lot of people ask me, what do I eat and do I watch my diet and things like that. I am not someone that counts her calories when she eats. I do not weigh myself. I have no idea how much I weigh. Um, I don't, uh, I eat literally whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm, I don't have the best eating habits. I'm someone that eats right before bedtime. Uh, I love sugar. I love sweets. I love, uh, I love cakes. I love everything that's chocolate. Um, I think what uh, what I found for me was a good balance is to stay active and do a lot of I've so let me talk about a little bit about um, recovering from a c-section that last c-section I had was extremely painful um, I spent a good six seven weeks uh, feeling some sort of pain around my my scar uh, what I did um, I started doing hit workouts and I remember the first time I I went on my mat to do that workout, I could not lift my legs or even do an ab. What's a HIIT workout? It's a, a high intensity workout. So you're, it's doing cardio. Um, it's doing cardio and, um, and uh, body exercises where you use your own body weight. Um, why I love those workouts because they're super highly effective. They give you a good sweat. Um, and at the same time, they make you stronger. But I want to say, be kind to yourself, be patient. Uh, this is um, something, it's a journey of fitness I've been on for the last eight months. And the first three months were so hard. I, But I was very patient and I was, you know, I was very kind to my body. And then what motivated me is to see... Uh, over time is to see the results and I was like oh yeah so what I'm doing 20 minutes a day is going somewhere so really appreciate your efforts and and I, I um, was horrified you actually let the baby cry when you're doing your 20 minutes yes. like I will not let you interrupt this no 20 it's minutes. funny my kids learned that this is my time and so what they do is they sit and watch me and, and they're like oh mommy it's you you're exercising so they know it's my time and I think what's important as a mother is for your kids to know when it's your time, it is your time. And for them to respect that, and I think if you're consistent about it, they will understand that it's your time, and we're, well, I, we're I just do, watching. I have a great technique when it's my time. What what do I do when Ariella starts to cry and I can't take it? He just, Roberto, he just walks out. Okay, I'm gone. <laughs> okay, bye. I'm just going to go leave right now. Great and partner support here. Try and actually think, because it's next to impossible to have to think or be productive on the computer in my case when yeah. there's a baby crying and and Ariella really doesn't cry very much but but <laughs> when mommy has to cook something or he has to do mm -hmm. whatever and, and oftentimes I either buckle to pick up the baby and try and have her on my lap while I'm 
trying to do whatever productive thing is <laughs> failing <laughs> at that moment. But, uh, but my technique is I just walk out. And I think that's a big thing to be frank about is that my wife does take the majority of the load uh, with the kids in every which way. And, uh, and in our relationship, my focus is on our business and, and work. Um, but it does, I, I do have to tip my hat uh, when, when, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I spent the entire day doing things for the kids where really you're not able to do anything mm -hmm. else at that yeah. other moment. So I have to say, I, I have to, I, I have, um, my kids go to school, Mikio goes to school five days a week. Katarina has four days a week of activities where both are outside of the house. And I have Ariella has a nanny twice a week. Um, I have to say that before I would never, my first child, I would never take a nanny for a baby that is five months old and I would just be like, is she, is she going to be okay? Is she this and that? And I think what happens over time, you learn to prioritize yourself. And I think this is also being a good mother is prioritize your time. Uh, don't feel guilty about having a good time or enjoying yourself. Um, and also when you have to cook, the kids understand you have to cook. So Ariella, yes, she starts crying, but then she knows I'm right there and she looks at me and, and then she stops crying. You know, she's learning young that when it's, when mommy's busy, she's busy. You could cry. I'll let you cry for a little bit, but then I'll come eventually. For sure. For sure. As a, as a father though, I've learned that, um, if the kids are too fussy at home, I just have to take them out on an activity. And that tends to, uh, deflate the balloon quite quickly in regards to their energy because they start skiing or we go for a walk or go down to the pool and uh, and all of these things you know when your kid is really restless it's often because they just need to get out and, and do stuff and we used to be very against paying a nanny because we're like are you kidding me it's like 25 bucks an hour here in Whistler um, and that means that even for us to go on a ski date for four hours costs a hundred bucks um, and it and it's you know, before it'd be like, oh, we're not going to, and then now it's become like, okay, yeah, let's do yeah, let's. It's part of the budget. Yeah, it has it has, it has to, to be at the end of the day yeah. because otherwise you don't get some time for yourself, and and uh, and and it just ends up being difficult, obviously, on our relationship. That if we can't do anything together, mm -hmm. then then obviously that. Can... Yeah, and you you can, it's good for your kids to also be with other people and get love from other people, and and then be disciplined by other people because it teaches them to to be open. And, um, and in my case, in my case, I was always trying to control everything. Sorry. Was, That's our GoPro that was shooting yeah. the actual interview well. <laughs> but <laughs> now I've also, yeah. after having three kids and three pregnancies, I've come to a new stage in my life where I want to prioritize my time. I want to move forward in my, in my work and my, you know, in my lifestyle. And I think it's also important to not forget about yourself, about you're a woman, you're a mom, you're a wife, but you're also human. And it is important that you prioritize your time, that you have goals, and it's not always around the kids or your husband. It's something for you. And don't forget that it's your time, it's you. What do you want? What will make you happy? Regardless of what the kids are doing, regardless of what your partner is doing, is what is going to make you bloom as a person. So and, find that. And you've also been looking, I think, you know, through the last uh, decade of our life together, I've, I'm the one that's in charge of doing our, our business things, but what would you say is um, one of your goals right now regarding perhaps having more independence yourself financially? Yes, I've uh, realized that uh, relying entirely on your partner financially is not a healthy relationship between yourself, you, and your partner. I think having goals and having a different source of income as a woman is important to feel 
that you're able to be on your own. If anything was to happen one day, don't be scared. You know, you have the abilities to bring in money, you have the abilities to work, and it takes time, you know, when you're a full-time mom of three, you have to tell yourself, okay, I, I only have that much time to work today, and and accept that, yes, you don't have that time to be uh, a CEO of a company, but you have time to do something else that will bring in some money. Um, just keep in mind that it is important to be independent financially, emotionally, um, and uh, yeah, don't forget that you will feel a lot better when you bring in your own money and that you have your own spending money as well. And always have a budget for you, you know, per month. If you can have three, four hundred dollars where you can go spoil yourself and tell this is my budget, it has nothing to do with the kids. It has to do with you. If you want to buy a new pair of jeans this month, this is your budget. Use it. Do something with it that makes you happy. So uh, what type of purchases have we focused the money on in the last uh, few months? We are focusing on the kids' activities. Yeah, that costs <laughs> a fortune because they're a couple um, grand each. And we're also paying off a lot of debt. We, we well. bought. We were paying off an airstream an within airstream. a month, month and a half. Yeah, we've also paid invested off sixty in, grand. In, you know, <laughs> so, uh, Timeshares and things like that. We so. bought a timeshare condo of uh, two bedrooms. So, yeah. so I, um, let's make sure that. But we, all, it all comes down to we have to make more money to meet our demands. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Um, but that also requires uh, more, in my case... More, more time away, and in my case, more time working. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's you know... It's, uh, and it's a tricky balance when it's like, okay, I'm going to go work for five hours while I have to pay a nanny for... Five you know, hours. Five hours. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's tricky. But once your kids start going to school, it really is a different... Um, um, different environment and uh yeah you'll get there eventually and when you do um it will feel good do you think you'll keep working in social media or would you like to do something uh different that being said you know it's important for people to understand we have this other condo we just bought yeah. we airbnb um, our I... place so we, we today what are we doing today Today we have a photo shoot for a company. A video shoot? Family, a video shoot uh, for an ad. I don't, I, I will do social media, you know, as a way, as a lifestyle for me because um, it's there and I love using it and I love sharing what I'm doing. But will it be my only source of income? No. I'm trying to get, um, I'm trying to work in things that are not social media. Uh, it's a lot of pressure to work on social media. You spend a lot of time online creating content. And then I also went through the phase of consuming content and comparing myself. And it was so unhealthy. And um, and I'm glad I went through it because it opened my eyes into having a healthier relationship with social media and with myself. So, no, social media is not the thing I will do for for a living forever. Will I do it as a as a side gig? Yeah, I will. Um, because good things come from it. You know, I meet good people and I have opportunities that otherwise would cost me. You know, going on a trip, sponsored, is also a way to live a life and provide a life to my kids. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine if, uh, if you feel that you compare yourself to other people with the lifestyle that you have had, what people that don't have what you have compare yeah. themselves and how they you know, feel. You will always compare <clears throat> yourself and it's very easy to go that way. I think what happened in that transition is I used to look at someone and comparing myself but now what I do, I look at that person and I'm like, good for her. She looks beautiful, she uh, looks happy and I'm really, really happy for her. It's really the um, the way you see it now. It's, it's, yeah, go beyond that comparison, feel happy for the other person and feel grateful for what you have. It's easy to feel that 
you know someone because you follow them on social, yet you don't see the behind the scenes. We all have things that we're not sharing on social media. And, um, and yeah, comparing yourself is so unhealthy. It is, we all go through it, but it's, it's learning not to do it and just learning to be happy for the other person. It will make a huge difference. So, so learning to be happy to the person that you're looking on social exactly. versus telling yourself, why do they have that and I don't? Absolutely. So not compare yourself. And then when you start comparing yourself, get off the app, look around you and tell me five things you're grateful for. And then you will see that comparing yourself isn't worth your time because you have it all. Very good. Um, you had uh, another is there question another there. Question? Yeah, so most of the questions are on postpartum fitness. Um, how did I do it? Honestly, I am, gotta say that I'm not a lazy person. <laughs> I'm someone that if I put my mind into something, I will do it. So like I said, prioritize your time. It's your 20 minute. Everybody in the house knows it's your 20 minute. Keep it that way. Let them look at you. Your kids sit down and look at you. So they, they also understand what it is to have a commitment. You know, you're building for them. You're building also a foundation of my mom is a committed person when it comes to workout. You know, I'm going to be committed into my painting or something like that. And, um, and don't give up. And honestly, it takes time your body will never be the same my body will never be the same but do i love myself the way i look yes i do and it's that confidence that you see on my photos that make you look at me beautifully it's because i reflect it so if you yourself if you respect yourself and you you feel good about yourself everybody around you will find you attractive very good well i think that's a great note to end it on um do you have any other questions uh, that, that are popping um, up there or we wind it down here. I don't know where all my questions is, but if you have any questions, shoot me a message on Instagram. And, uh, and What's your is, Instagram? My Instagram is at expeditionersbella. There you <laughs> had that Instagram for many years. And yes, be ready to see more uh, things about me. It's a page where I used to uh, showcase my kids and our family adventures, and I decided right now, I think I want into my healing journey of whatever I'm going through, I think for me is also a platform I want to use for myself. And yeah, be ready to see more of me. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Thanks, Shireen. Roberto. And we'll have you on here again, I'm sure. Yes. And uh, yes, thank you for hosting the podcast and uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk about myself. Sounds good. Love. Take All right. care. Take care.